Good morning, everybody. Uh, awesome to be streaming in with you live again this morning. What an awesome looking day it is out there. Uh, awesome, awesome day for walking around and doing all the cool stuff that we're allowed to do on lockdown. Uh, so go crazy. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, everything that we've got this morning. Um, this, and I love that this is a live service. Like this is happening right now as we speak. All of the uh, good things that happen, all of the mistakes that are made along the way, we get to share in that together, which is kind of a cool idea. So, hey, if you if you're streaming in live with us this morning, make sure you say hello and the team that we've got, uh, the keyboard warriors, Evan, Israel, uh, Carol as well. Uh, throughout the course of the meeting, we'll be able to say hi back and just great to meet and greet that way and have a bit of conversation online. So really, really cool. Um, we're looking forward to the government announcement tomorrow around the COVID-19 update, uh, which will tell us what we are or are not allowed to do during um, level three or when that's actually going to come into effect. I guess, unfortunately for us as a church, it's probably going to mean, well, not unfortunately, because this is kind of cool. But we're really looking forward when we can come back together and have a together party. But that's probably not going to be for another few weeks at best um, under current conditions. So uh, this will be effectually what our service continues to look like for the next few weeks running forward. But if you just check out our uh, website and, and, and take a look online and we'll keep you up to date as best we can as to how all that's going to uh, look. So really, really cool. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Uh, we'll be catching up after the service on a Zoom cafe oh, meeting. I don't know about you, but I'm missing having coffee and seeing all your faces. So after our service next Sunday, uh, live, we'll be having a Zoom meeting. We'll send out emails uh, regarding the details on that. And you can also check out that out on our church website. So we'd love to catch up for coffee, say hi, and just uh, get to see you again. Really, really cool. I I'm not actually um, missing it having coffee. I'm probably drinking more coffee now than I ever have before. Uh, I can feel the effects of it right now. So, hey, we want to give a big shout out to anyone who's had a birthday as well, by the way. Uh, holla! We had a birthday in our house yesterday. Uh, we celebrated Carol's birthday, which was really, really cool. Um, and so it'd be nice even to hear how you've celebrated your birthdays during lockdown. I mean, we spent a fair bit of time playing board games and making up crazy activities to do together. We, we made a carrot cake. We ate lots of food, which is something that we've been doing a bit. Uh, and just, you know, we called it a stay home holiday. I mean, stay home birthday. Really, it was forced upon us, but it was a good time anyway. So happy birthday, sweetheart. Thank you. Where's my chocolate? Oh, <laughs> Judy, you want to grab some chocolates? That was a great suggestion by Patrick that I should get a chocolate today. So thank you, Patrick. Also having birthdays this week, Doreen. Happy birthday, Doreen. Happy birthday. We've got chocolate for you too. So make sure you find us when we're back at air. Back at air. Back at air. I'm waiting for you Together to party is what I was thinking. <laughs> and we'll get chocolate to you cool. too. Carrie, it was your birthday too. Happy birthday, Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie. Hope you're having a great time with your beautiful new baby at home. And had a great birthday. Really cool. Anyone else who's had his birthday as well, happy birthday. Um, really, really cool to, to, to be joining with you this morning. Any reason that you've had to celebrate, um, we're celebrating with you. Uh, maybe you'd like to tell us about that online now, live as we stream into your homes, and that'd be really, really cool. Hey, um, 
just want to give a big shout out as well around tithes and offerings. Uh, so good to see the generosity of the house still alive and well. I know that in this uh, current climate that we're living in, and you know all these, all the kinds of wars and rumors of wars that are going on, and and, and the reality of living in an unsure economy. Uh, you know, we just want to continue to provide an opportunity for us as the people of God to put God first in our world. So you can check out online how to give and, and, and make all of that happen, which is really, really cool. Um, we're also aware of different things that are happening for our missions partners around the world right now as well. Um, we've recently sent some funds over to Fiji. They've had not only the effects of um, the COVID-19 outbreak over there, um, but also the hurricane that's recently gone through and they've suffered some uh, damage to property for, you know, for individuals and, and all that kind of stuff as well. But we're doing it the best that we can to help yeah. sow into and continue to show generosity towards those in our world. So I really appreciate, um, you know, the, all of that's still happening in the life of the house and, you know, different things happening even on site. We haven't really given much of an update around that, but, you know, we've cut our, the, the rent that we receive from the buildings by 50%, where, you know, the, there's no one parking in the car parks, all those things. The, 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 the finances of the church are actually in a pretty good place, really. Uh, considering everything that's going on, which is really, really awesome. We're not panicking around that, but we just do want to say a great big thank you uh, to all those who continue to sow into the life of the house. Um, by the way, this, I'm Gaff. <laughs> I'm Carol. I'm Eden. I'm Jerry. And together, we're the Chin Boys. We probably should have said that at the start. That's because right. Because you're watching City, City Live. Live. Right, perfect. Hey, thanks guys. Um, <laughs> Probably going to go and have a late breakfast, lunch, brunch uh, this morning, so really, really cool. Amen. <laughs> I just remembered that uh, the kids had said about doing that, and, and nice to put a bit of sign language in um, to our morning service as well. Uh, city, live, I love that. That's really, really cool. So how I'm excited uh, about the message this morning. Um, it's also such a huge privilege to be continuing to stream into your home live. So I want to encourage you, pull up the bed sheets, fluff up your pillows. Uh, we're, we're in for a, a great ride this morning. And I really want to begin by asking a question, which is this. Have you ever wondered, right, have, have you ever thought about it, have you ever wondered, how can I punch anxiety in the face, right? Like... Maybe you want to comment, yeah, in fact, I was thinking that this morning, that exact thing. And maybe you don't think about it in those words or in that exact way or that same phraseology. But I, I think it's really important sometimes to say things how we feel. And, and I'm excited this morning that together we can explore a message on, yes, um, how to overcome anxiety or how to deal with anxiety. But I don't want it to feel like we're... We're exploring a message together that creates a nice place for us to be able to go and put anxiety in. We're not trying to pull up the bed sheets for anxiety and fluff up the pillows for it. We actually want to deal with it authoritatively in our lives and say, look, you've got no position, you've got no place, you've got no right to be here. So I'm going to punch you square between the eyes with the authority that I've been given. Uh, so, so I'm hoping that this morning... We're going to impart faith into your world that something of revelation is going to unfold and um, you're going to be blessed in Jesus' wonderful name. So 
You know, I love what 2 Timothy says in chapter 1 and verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God hasn't, uh, hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't created us to, to be able to be a, a, a home base for fear, right? Like he doesn't want that to have a place in our lives. Anxiety should have no part of us um, because he's given us a spirit of power. He's given us a spirit of love where we get to exude love to the world around us. He's, he's given us a sound mind so that despite what circumstances, even outside of our control, going on in our world, we get to operate, we get to make sound decisions, we get to make clear responses to those things. Because really it is how we respond to what is happening around us that will actually determine the course of our lives or the action that we take. And, and it is a response. It's not, uh, we don't live in a reactionary way to everything that's going on around us. Because that would cause a, a much higher degree of panic and anxiety and, and stress in our world. If we were just living in reaction to everything that was going on around us, as opposed to being able to respond out of a place of confidence in God, upon the foundation upon which we stand in Christ. You know, we're going to explore together a little bit of Psalm 139 this morning. And I think Psalm 139 is... And one of the most beautifully written passages of Scripture in, in all of the Psalms. In fact, <laughs> I was just turning the heater off. Right? The fan kicks in and annoys me. So uh, that's what happens when we do it live. Uh, you know, in fact, there's a whole bunch of favorite Psalms for me. I mean, Psalm 139, yes, is definitely one of them. Psalm 119, Psalm 27, Psalm 23. I mean, the list is, could, could be kind of all-encompassing, right? But, but really, Psalm 139 for me, just the way David begins to write about the fact that there's, there's nowhere that he can go that he can escape from God. Even if I were to sail away to the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Even if I you know, said that, hid myself in the night, it, even the darkness would be light to you, O oh God. You know, he, he begins to say things like, it's God, it's, it's him who knit me together in my mother's womb. It's his, his eyes that saw my unformed body. It's his hands that knit me together in the secret place. And, you know, how, how vast is the sum of your thoughts toward me, God? How, how you know, all of that kind of, kind of deal is, is written in Psalm 139, which is so beautifully and powerfully written. It's something that we should meditate on over and over again. But he gets to the point of the psalm where he says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, and how vast is the sum of them. But then it kind of takes this, this absolute 90-degree turn in what he's writing. And in verse 19 of Psalm 139, he begins to say, If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion to you? I have nothing but hatred for them, and I count them my enemies. I'm like, oh, that's really, really strong language. It seems to be a, a, a big departure from, you know, the, the, the intimate things that he's, previously being describing 
But David in this moment is starting to say to God, well, this is how I feel, right, about what's happening around me. And, this, and, and I'm asking for you to help me in the midst of it. There's, even though I can say all of these powerful and beautiful and true things about you, there's still terrible stuff that's happening in the world around me. There's still circumstances outside of my control that, that, that are having an effect in my world. And I'm asking you, God, to help me in the midst of that. But, but then he does this thing where he brings it all back to this way of thinking in Psalm 139 from verse 23 and 24. He concludes the psalm this way. You know, all of this stuff's happening around me. He's bloodthirsty. I hate them with a perfect hatred, the New King James says. But then he comes back and says, but, but search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, a few weeks ago, we started to talk a little bit about this idea that when we allow wrong things to take root or get planted in our hearts or in our spirits, it can create an imbalance in our world. When there's things like too much fear or too much anxiety, too much offense, too much unforgiveness, it will actually affect the course that we choose to take. And I'm not saying that stuff won't happen. I mean, obviously it does. We're, we're, we're currently living in the midst of something outside of our control with, with a COVID-19 outbreak, a global pandemic, a, a nation on lockdown. Here we are, our fourth Sunday in lockdown, right? Like, who would have thought? But we need to learn to be able to balance all of these things out with God's grace and with God's promises. So I want us to take... Uh, turn over a few pages this morning to Psalm 142. For me, Psalm 142 has been something that's been hugely helpful over the years, over my time as a believer, to help deal with anxiety in my world. Um, and we all have different levels of that going on. I'm not saying that anxiety is something that doesn't affect us. What I am saying is that we've got some really good keys within Scripture to help us deal with things that would cause us to be anxious. You know, through the course of this week, uh, for us personally as a family, uh, my dad has undergone a double heart bypass at the very beginning of the week. Uh, but that didn't go as expected. Um, there's, there's, there's a number of touch and go moments throughout the course of the week where we really weren't sure of how well he was going to recover or how quickly that was going to happen. Um, and, and the, you know, the added anxiety into that, that no one could be with him. Mum was by, is by herself. We're in Invercargill. Dad's up in the hospital in Dunedin. It's only a couple of phone calls a, a day that we can make. And, and so there was all this level of anxiety that was building around that. But what David says here in Psalm 142 is, is, is kind of what I was able to apply in the midst of that. And to take the anxiety that we were feeling and to replace it with a confidence in God. Because David here reveals some very helpful and practical ways that we can deal with our inner issues. I mean, I, I wonder if I ask this question this morning. Who likes complainers? Right? Like, and you can dob someone in live right now. Oh, man. Uh, Carol's probably typing as we speak. Garth really likes to complain. In fact, he complains about many, 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 many things. And, well, I... It's true. I, I can't deny it. Um, but I've actually learned to enjoy complaining. And because I've discovered a bit of a secret. That number one is that Carol seems to be much better at dealing with my issues than I am. 
a voice of wisdom, a voice of reason in my world, which is really, really helpful. But the other and probably more powerful part of that, because we don't want to be complaining to other people in our world all the time. That's actually really, really annoying. But I've found that God actually likes to hear our complaints. In fact, I think it gives him extra room to move in our lives. I, I think if we don't do that, we, we, we can be in danger of building up all of these unspoken or undealt with issues and, and complaints and anxieties in our world or in our lives, which actually begin to create walls that, that actually begin to introduce limitation into our lives and, and make us feel like we're caged or hemmed in in a, in a negative way. Because, I mean, you think about it, if we're for, with a fence, for example, if we're carrying a fence towards a particular person and then we're invited to go to a function where we've got to attend with them or, or, or whether it's someone in the workplace, you're like, man, I, I just don't want to be in that place because then I'd have to deal with this offense. But we can apply that to anxiety. We can apply that to fear. We can apply that to, to a whole bunch of different issues in our world. And they, and, and they can become obstacles that stop us from experiencing everything that God has for us. And we, if we're unable to experience or explore the territory on the other side of that offense or that anxiety or that fear, then we're missing out on something of the fullness of what God has for us in life. You know, one of the things that I've found is that when we're truly able to say to God, you know, come on, God, I don't want to deal with this. I don't, I don't want this to be part of my life. I don't know what to do about this. I'm, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm, I'm carrying a level of anxiety about things that are outside of my control. What do I do with that? You know, I, have, I believe that he says to us, well, you can give that to me, right? Instead of trying to deal with it ourselves, he says, well, yeah, it, it, it is out of your control, right? Why don't you surrender that to me? And I'm not saying that we should complain all the time but simply that we shouldn't be afraid of doing it. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, in the Amplified Version of the Bible, it says, casting the whole of your cares and all of your anxieties, right? The whole of your cares and all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him, speaking about Jesus, for He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. It's, it's the invitation that we have is to tell him about the stuff in our worlds. He wants to draw it out of us and he wants us to cast it down before him, not push it down so deep into our lives that, it, that we bury it down on the inside and it becomes a dull ache on the inside of us. But David says in Psalm 142 in verse 1 and 2, I actually better read some of this out. Uh, <laughs> it says, David says, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble. Um, <laughs> we had another meltdown here this morning that... Um, the screen with my scriptures has um, gone on the blink, so that's, that's fine. But I pour out before him all of my trouble. David's saying here, come on, I, I, I verbalize, I vocalize what it is that I'm saying. There's something going on in my world. I'm just going to try and fix this. Keep, um, 
Um, anyway, can you bring it up on that computer screen there? Um, he, he said, come on, I, I verbalize, I vocalize the stuff in my world. I pour out my complaint. I tell my trouble before God. I'm not looking just to hold on to it. I'm not looking to say, come on, I can deal with this myself. I'm not looking to bottle it up on the inside. But there's some practical wisdom here in being able to come before God and say, you know what, this is my complaint. These are the issues of my life. And I'm not and, and, and I'm giving voice to them. I find that sometimes when we give voice to things that are trouble for us, it helps us give expression in, in, in a different way to what's going on in our lives. And and and, and, and that the, that great sense, that great feeling of God then being able to take a hold of those things for us. Um, And find Psalm 142. Brilliant. Okay. So cool. So I think that when we hold on to our complaints and say, well, I can deal with it without you, God. It's, it's, it's us saying to God, well, I don't, I don't need your help in the area of my life. I'm hanging on to it saying I can deal with it myself, right? But then in verse 3, David continues and says this of Psalm 142, When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. I'm literally trying to um, fix that as we speak. That's uh, probably quite distracting for you who are <laughs> tuning in this morning. Anyway, verse 3, when my spirit grows faint within me, it's you who watch over my way. Or you, it's you who know my path, another version of the Bible says. In the path where I walk, uh, people have hidden a sneer for me. I wonder if you've ever felt like that, right? When my spirit is overwhelmed within me, if you've ever felt downcast, anxious, overwhelmed, you know, overcome with fear or anxiety, there's something that's going on in my world. Well, it's God who knows our way in the midst of that. And if you're, if you're anything like me, in those moments, you, the, the tendency is to try to kind of clam up and say, well, well, I can take it, right? I'll just roll with the punches. But we're not actually created to roll with the punches. We don't have to roll with the punches in that sense. In fact, we can rise up and, like I said in the, in the beginning, the title of the message, we can punch anxiety in the face. Right? And what does, that, what does that look like, to punch anxiety in the face? Well, it looks like and it sounds like and it feels like casting all of our cares, all of our worries, all of our concerns, all of our burdens, all of our anxieties, all of our fears down in the presence of God. And even in, in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, where it says about that, casting all of your cares, your worries, your concerns down in the presence of God. That's not a gentle and ceremonious kind of invitation to do something nice with anxiety. To cast the literal meaning of that word there is to throw, to, to hurl, to fling, to launch, to let fly, to, to, to lay the smack down, right, on anxiety in our world by bringing it into the presence of God, exposing those things 
that, that, that we find difficult to deal with that might be outside of our control or, or circumstances outside of our ability to deal with. And we give those things, we release those things to God. Because God knows how we can overcome them. Then it is you who, who knew my way, the path in which I should walk, which is really, really cool. Hey, we're going to finish this up this morning by simply asking this question. Is there anything going on in your world that you're, that's particularly caused you to be anxious or, or, or fearful in the current season that we're living in? Maybe it's around finances. Maybe it's around your job. Maybe it's around your family. I understand that the climate we're living in lends itself to that. There's, there's, there's real concern around the economy of the nation moving forward. In fact, the economy in the world. Those are real issues that we're dealing with. But a lot of the times, those are outside of our control. As are our workplaces going to remain open? Or will I continue to have a job? Right? Maybe you want to comment, if you, if you like, on uh, live on our, on, on our Facebook feed. I'm going to in, invite Carol in just a moment to come and, and pray with me as we close the message out this morning. Which would be really, really cool. Uh, it's funny, right? Like uh, trying to deal with something whilst we're live and then forgetting that um, I'm live. So uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in with me like, with that this morning. Really, really cool. Um, but honey, would you come this morning? That's really, really cool. Hi. We just want to pray together this morning. And, and as we do this, I don't want it to just be Carol and I that are praying for everybody else. I, I want us to partner together wherever we're at in our homes. And you, Because you, I, I think you'll know someone else in your world that's, that's feeling anxious, that's expressed some level of fear or concern around what the future holds. If that's not you personally, if you don't want to, you know, we're happy to pray for you and you can receive something of that prayer this morning. But I think that if together we would, we would lift up our voices and pray for those around us and dispel anxiety in their world, release something of the peace of God which transcends all understanding and comes and guards people's hearts and minds, that would be a really powerful thing for us to do together. So very cool. I'm just reading some of the things we've got on screen here. So um, some stuff going on for people at work and, um, and all that kind of deal, which is which is so, so true. So, hey, thanks thanks for tuning in. And let's pray together this morning. So, Father, we do. We, we come and we come against the spirit of fear and anxiety. And in fact, we declare what your word says. You've not given us a spirit of fear. It's got no place. It's got no right to make its home inside of us. We, we allow it no position and no place. It's got nowhere to land in the life of a believer. But we dispel it right now in the wonderful name of Jesus. And, and, and we say thank you that you're causing a spirit of power and of love and a soundness of mind to rise up in the life of every single believer. That we get to live in response from a firm foundation to the things that are happening in the world around us. Not out of a position of fear or anxiety, but out of a place of overflowing love, of, of unimaginable power, of an amazing soundness of mind as you lead us in the way everlasting, as you direct the path of our feet, God. We pour out before you our complaints. We pour out before you our trouble. We tell you about our anxiety and our fears, not so that, you know, we, we not because we're giving into it, but so that we can surrender it to you. And right now, Father, over every home, over every individual, over every place of business, over every place of employment, 
we speak a peace which transcends all understanding. And over your sons and your daughters, God, let a peace which comes and guards their hearts and their minds descend upon them right now in Jesus' name. Mm. Yes, Lord. Lord. We pray for those uh, who are anxious or worried about their work, uh, whether they're not getting work or not getting paid or worried about what the future looks like. Uh, when we sit, look at the Bible, it tells us don't worry about the future or, or um, where your income will come from, that God has everything planned and prepared for you. And Lord, we just release a peace upon each and everyone who's worried or concerned about their workplaces. We ask a peace in knowing that you have it all in control, that you have a great plan. And, and during this time, Lord, I pray and lift up those who are at home alone, who might feel ice, incredibly isolated yeah, and alone. And we just ask and give thanks, Lord, that Holy Spirit, you're a comforter. And we ask for comfort at this time. We pray uh, for a fresh impartation of your joy, Lord, for everyone watching. The Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and sometimes we just need to draw on that joy, even if we're at home alone, and just make the best of the situation. Uh, as Garth said at the start of the message, we're looking to some changes this week. Hopefully we'll be coming to level three, so there'll be a little bit more freedom for everybody. And we just release freedom in Jesus' name. Yeah, I, I, I want to take an opportunity to lift up teachers this week as schools open again and there's a, a bit of an uncertainty for parents and for teachers and for children. Lord, I ask for your supernatural peace to be upon the teachers. I ask for strategies. Uh, to be in place, that it won't be a, a struggle or a strife, that it'll be uh, just a really easy transition. As kids go back to school, that, that kids will feel excited to go back to school. Uh, I know some parents will, but Lord, we ask for your peace to be upon parents as well, that they won't feel anxious at these times, but um, they'll just know that you yeah, have a, a plan and so it's all working out for the good. Yeah, so, so good. Hey, so if, you know, if there's any area of your life where you've got fear or anxiety or any of these issues going on, I want to encourage you throughout the course of this week. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you bring some of that stuff before God and ask him how to apply wisdom and grace to those areas so that you would see a breakthrough? You know, it'd be great to continue to look through the rest of Psalm 142 and ask him to pour out revelation in your world. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff in there as well. But just before we sign off this morning, I want to um, pray for Ian Tasker as well. Uh, I just heard recently through over the, over the weekend that um, he'd been admitted to hospital uh, with, with, with some issues. I'm not exactly sure what that is yet, but Ian and Julie and, and family, we're, we're thinking of you. And we pray for Ian right now for his health and his wellness. So that, that, uh, Father, we ask that um, Jesus supernaturally, miraculously, you would come and just pour out healing upon him. That Holy Spirit, you would comfort the family, that you would cause an accelerated uh, health and wellness to come into his world in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I noticed on here as well, we've got some prayer requests from uh, Joe and Natalie and Miriam. Um, we'll be praying for you, encourage you if you're on this feed, uh, look through and if there's prayer requests, pray for people. And just a reminder, our prayer team are still connecting regularly. If you have any needs at all, yeah, please great. just send us through a message through our Facebook or message one of the team and we'd love to be praying for you. Cool. Amen. God bless. See you later.